As always, it is my pleasure that you join me for today's podcast of Second Chance Coaching. My name is Dr. Richard Lewis. If you'd be so kind as to leave me a rating and your feedback, I would very much appreciate it and it will help others like you to optimally discover this podcast wherever you listen to this and your other favorite podcast. As you know, at Second Chance Coaching, we focus on seeing everyday life through the eyes of the returning citizen and highlighting the resiliency of the human spirit. I would love to work with you one-on-one, whether you're a returning citizen or coaching client seeking your second chance, or you're a representative of a business, college, or university seeking to integrate and support returning citizens in your respective organizational and learning environments. Please feel free to contact me via email at richard at secondchancecoaching.com or via Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Welcome again to another edition of Second Chance Coaching. As always, it is my pleasure to join you in an, on another week of your reentry journey from whichever corner of the world you're listening from. As I'm recording this this past Sunday, I went to New Orleans just for the day, literally a day trip. I went in the morning and then took the last flight out at night to celebrate my granddaughter Janelle's uh, first birthday. Wonderful. It was so worth the trip. You know, those of you who I know personally that follow me on social media, saw that uh, I played the video of me and her saying happy birthday and hugging her and just just enjoying myself so much, you know, got to enjoy seeing my daughter, got to enjoy seeing my son-in-law, um, even had a really good opportunity, got a lot of good opportunities to speak to my, to my ex-wife. Um, we had a lot of good dynamics as far as, you know, thinking about what's going on for, for Janelle and what, what we hope for and the, the support we have for the children. So it was just a good weekend all the way around the board. It was a it was a weekend that it was a day that tired me out. You know, doing all that traveling does tire you out. And of course, those of you who are traveling know that there's almost guaranteed there's going to be delays. There was delays coming in and there was delays going out, but it didn't take away from the enjoyment of that. So I, I truly, truly had such a good time, you know, enjoying and spending uh uh, her birthday, her first of many wonderful and blessed birthdays with Janelle. You know, this past week, I was, I'm also was working with students, as we talked about. Um, this week, you know, this past week they're finishing. They they're in the process of finishing up, and this week they're finishing up classes that conclude um, this week because they're in an accelerated term. And these are classes that finish up in eight weeks instead of sixteen weeks. But you know, those the work that you have to do in sixteen weeks, you still have to do in eight weeks. So in this term, two of my classes are pretty much accelerated. And and in this being the last week of them doing work and presentations, this is the time I get the endless request <laughs> for extra credit to make up assignments. And even unfortunately, there were some students seeking to drop the class because their failing the class was unfortunately inevitable. But, you know, get, being where we are in the semester, dropping the class would be too late. But when I meet all these students that are in this situation on every case each and every case i look to assist the students in getting them to successfully complete the course you know because it's my job (laughs) now one would think this would be a simple dynamic they need assistance i show them a path 
and they take it, and that should be easy. That should be all good, right? Well, not always. <laughs> it's not always so easy. The challenges that the students prevent that that the student that, that there's challenges that students present that prevent them from you know excelling and doing things like they'll say things like you know I need to go to work, Doctor Lewis. I need to babysit a younger sibling, or I can't submit the assignment because the document didn't convert properly because I was using an Apple computer or something. Something there was always something going on, and I tell the students that. I understand the challenges, but then I ask them, how will you overcome them if you're not willing to, to, to confront them or you're not willing to make the sacrifices and get to where you need to go, which in this case is really to successfully pass this class. You know, in this interaction, you know, when I had this interaction with the students and even some students that were, I was a little, I was a little like really trying to push them and get them out of their comfort zone and because they refused to, you know, not leave there. And these interactions, it really brought me back to thinking when I first started graduate school. And I might have shared in the past, my first graduate school experience was at Clark Atlanta University. And it was the first time I'd been away from home. And, you know, when you're an undergrad, you always have the day schedule for the most part, where it's, you know, your Monday through Friday, have different times during the day. And when I started graduate school, I knew that my class schedule was really only Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. When I first saw that schedule, I just thought about all the free time I would be having in this new exciting city of Atlanta that I'd be living in. Living in. I didn't think about the actual work I had to do in order to be, be successful. I was just thinking about, look how much fun I have to have, and I just have to go to class for two hours a night. And Thursday, Fridays, I'll always have off. During that first semester, I had an organizational behavior class with Dr. Henry Elange. I'll never forget Dr. Elange. And at some point in the term, Dr. Elange offered our entire class this deal. If you don't want to do the final paper, you could just pass the class and get a B for the class or complete the final paper and see whatever grade you get. At that time, my short-sightedness led me to the decision to just take the B and forego completing the paper. At that time, I was only thinking about my free time. I said, oh, I don't have to do the paper. I could hang out some more and I could get a B and I'm good. Just give me that B. At the conclusion of the term, you know, I had an opportunity to talk to Dr. Longe and Dr. Longe asked me, why did I forego completing the paper and did not try to go for the higher grade? I was really honest with him. I said, Dr. Longe, you know, I just valued my free time and it was just an easy way out. You offered the easy way out, so I took it. And with a look of, you know, as soon as I said it, I almost felt like I knew I stepped in it. Because <laughs> when I when I looked at Dr. Longe's face with a look of fatherly disappointment, he just shook his head and asked me, did I intend to be successful? And more so, did I intend to put in the work or the extra work that it required as a black man to be successful in this world? Clark Atlanta University is a historically black college and university in Atlanta, as you know. So that's why he wanted to put the emphasis on, are you going to be successful? And knowing as a black man, are you trying to be successful, knowing that more is going to be required of you? But before I could answer, Dr. Elange further inquired of me, what was I willing to give up? What was I willing to sacrifice to obtain the success that I needed? He emphasized that, he emphasized to me at that moment when he was talking to me that it was a rhetorical question. Here was a rhetorical question. Let, let's say that again. What was I willing to give up? What was I willing to sacrifice to obtain my success?
And in that rhetorical question that he was asking me, you know, he wanted me to contemplate what am I willing to give up to get what I want? Because without a doubt, he, he was saying to me, because without a doubt, you're going to have to make sacrifices. <clears throat> you're not always going to have that easy way out. At that moment, I knew giving up free time would be an essential sacrifice. I would have to make, but, you know, I'd have to make, but little I, I'd have to make that happen. But little did I know that a few years later, that such a sacrifice would include the way I saw the world and a complete paradigm shift of how I saw this world. You know, fast forward a few years later, I'm in work release. And one of the conditions was to attend group therapy meetings, which concentrated on fighting substance abuse addiction, substance abuse and addiction. Even though I had no substance abuse history, I had to attend those meetings. But I saw that there was value in me being there to learn from the folks that were actually there and to learn more about myself. You know, during those meetings, um, the way I saw the world and still the, the way I saw the world and really still having a little bit of naivete about people's ways and intentions had to change. I really saw what was going on at that point as, you know, I just didn't want to find myself in this position again. I never wanted to be in work release again. I never wanted to be incarcerated again. And, you know, I still saw the world through a little bit of a naivete and being young. And and I'm looking at how I could learn from people who had had much more different stories than I had and how they were doing to pull themselves out and how they were doing on their recovery journey. And then I remember there was one session that the counselor sat there. We sat in a circle and that counselor asked everyone the same questions that Dr. Longy asked me just a few years prior. What was I willing to give up? What was I willing to sacrifice to obtain my success? I felt like it was just I was in twilight zone. I said, this person is asking the same question that Dr. Elangi asked me just a few years before. Now, we were just not talking about doing well in classes, but this is my reentry journey now. This is my life. So what am I trying to do to become successful? What am I trying to give up to become successful? So now ask that of yourself. What are you trying to give up to be successful? I had an article, you know, I pulled this up and I realized that I pulled this up during um, my doctoral program. So I had this article saved for a number of years. And um, specifically, it was an article, it's from 2017. It was written by, let me pronounce this correctly, it's a, I think it's Zdravko Vigitic, Zdravko Vigitic, I believe. So if I'm mispronouncing, I apologize. And he's the founder of www.zerotoskill.com, where he writes about habits and daily productivity. As he calls himself Z, so that's easier to say, Z shared in one of his uh, articles that there are 13 things, <laughs> the lucky number 13, 13 things you should just give up. You should really just give it up if you want to be successful. And in thinking about these 13 things, I could hear Dr. Elange's voice. I could hear that work release therapy group's counselor's voice as I was doing that. And so let's go through these 13 things together. Number one, give up on the unhealthy lifestyle. Simple and plain, healthy diet, physical activity. Give up on an unhealthy lifestyle. You won't get it right every day, but for the most part, you want to try to have a, a healthy lifestyle and give up that unhealthy lifestyle. Number two, give up the short-term mindset. Have a long-term mindset in which your healthy habits 
shouldn't be something you do. They should be something that you embody. It becomes you. It becomes who you are. Number three, give up on playing small. Voice your ideas. Be an advocate, starting with yourself. Don't be afraid to fail and definitely don't be afraid to succeed. Number four, give up your excuses. As I, and this is something I think about with my students all the time. Excuses limit and prevent us from growing personally and professionally. When you realize that you have control about what happens in your life next, it's frightening and exciting at the same time. But it's us that can remove those excuses and decide to say, I'm going to do this and I'm not letting this get into my way. Number five, give up the fixed mindset. Who you are today is not who you have to be tomorrow. Successful people, that's what, that, that's what you are. That's what you're going to be. Successful people invest in a growth mindset by acquiring new knowledge. That doesn't mean that you have to go to school, but you're always seeking out new knowledge, always seeking out new things and new ways to do things. Don't stay fixed in the way you think today because that may not be what you have to do tomorrow. It won't be. The truth today is not necessarily the truth tomorrow. Number six, give up believing in that magic bullet, quote unquote. Just improve. And we talked about this a couple of seasons ago. Just improve 1% every day. If you percent, if you improve 1% every day, that's a 30% improvement over the course of a month. The compounded value of time over time will yield results. While we want to wait for that magic bullet, and believe me, I've been one of those people that wanted to wait for that magic bullet. When I thought about, oh, I could just go to, if I could only get my doctorate and I could just go past that. No, it doesn't work that way. That instant fix, that magic bullet or instant fix, we realize it's just not realistic. You just got to put in the work and you feel better after you put in that work. Number seven, give up your perfectionism. Nothing or no one will ever be perfect. No matter how much we try, no matter how much effort we put into it, nothing will ever be perfect. Perfectionism, like I tell my students, is not necessary. You just got to try and keep moving forward. Like I shared with you a few weeks ago, my, my colleague at the Fortune Society, Felix Perez, would always say, do your best and leave the rest and you'll be fine. Number eight, give up multitasking. Winston Churchill once said, you will never reach your destination if you stop and throw stones at every dog that barks. So let's say that again. Winston Churchill said, you will never reach your destination if you stop and throw stones at every dog that barks. Successful people know that multitasking, like listening to a lecture while scrolling on your cell phone, just doesn't work. I can't multitask while I'm doing this podcast with you. I have to just be here in the moment and do this podcast. You know, being fully present and committed to one task is just invaluable. And you do it well. And you're not wasting time. Because when you're multitasking, as one would say, you're no-tasking. Number nine, give up your need to control everything. Detach from the things you cannot control and focus on the things you can control. The first thing you can control is your attitude towards anything. Now, mind you, this could be a little bit a small example. Like, for example, when I go to New Orleans, even if it's just for the day, for the most part, I rent a car to get myself from point A to point B. So nobody has to drive me around. I can drive the way I want. My ex-wife insisted on being nice and saying, okay, let me pick you up and drop you off at the airport. At first, I wasn't really feeling it, but I, I just forgot to rent the car. So I took her up on her invitation and and I was able to, you know, I enjoyed the drive. We talked about the kids. We talked about the grandkids. And so I was I was able to enjoy and make the best of it. 
And I didn't feel like, you know, I didn't feel like, you know, I lost anything by not having to control the fact that I needed to rent a car and needed to go and drive myself. And plus, it saved me time. The way New Orleans airport is set up now, you got to go to another another center off, off grounds from the airport. It takes a while to get through the line. So it was just better that rather than spending that time doing all that, I had got to spend more time with Janelle. Number 10. Give up on saying yes to things that don't support your goals. Oh my goodness, this is something that you find I could find myself doing all the time. You say yes, and it really is not supporting the thesis statement, not supporting the objective. Successful people know that in order to accomplish their goals, they will have to say no to certain tasks, activities, and demands, even if they're coming from friends and family and colleagues, especially if it doesn't support your ultimate goals. Number 11 give up toxic people. That's just self-explanatory. Toxic people add nothing to you, but subtracting them adds so much to your life. Toxic people, they just got to go. Number 12, this is something that I struggled with as well. Give up your need to be liked. Now, you don't disrespect and mistreat people. That's something that we don't endorse. But if you always are trying to be liked, you'll get stuck on, you'll get stuck on not being able to get anything done. At the end of the day, all you could do is remain authentic, you know, you know, improve and provide value every day to those around you. And know that the growing number of quote unquote haters means that you're doing important things. So you know what? When the haters show up, that knows that means that I'm doing important things, that I'm making a difference. Because haters don't show up for inconsequential and significant people. So if the haters show up, you're doing something, you're doing something all right. You're making it happen. And number 13. Give up your dependency on social media and television. Impulsive web browsing and, te and, 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 and hardcore television watching should not be an everyday escape from your life or from your goals. Now, if social media or television is things that you're doing to leverage a lot of the goals that you're doing, of course, that's fine. But, but don't depend on it as to just get on there for the sake of doing nothing. There has to be something that's that you're doing to direct your time towards the things that will enrich your life that gets you closer to your optimal goals so those are those 13 things that you know we wanted to share from z but whether you're on your re-entry journey or moving through the phases of your life the easiest thing and i've been there i i, I know where you're, where you're coming from the easiest thing is to have that quote-unquote magic bullet that quickly takes us to the next level from zero to 100. but as we experience and see through the 13 aforementioned steps to get where we want, we have to give up something. I have to, you know, whether temporary or permanent, I have to think about what Dr. Elonge and what that counselor said. You know, you have to give up something so we can optimally get to that next level. Sometimes it's temporarily giving up something like free time, or maybe it's permanently giving up something like the type of people or the toxic people in your life. So when, so when we say, or when I say to you, just give up, it's not literally to give up on life or give up on, on what's going on in your reentry journey, but just give up what's holding you back from the next level. Just give up from the negative things. Give up the toxicity. Give up the things that are just not helping you move forward so you can grab on and latch onto the things that will help you move forward. It is always a pleasure for us to be together. Thank you for taking your time with me this week or spending a little bit of time with me this week is always a pleasure. Um, we look forward to talking about more topics and 
and and you being a part of that and we so look forward to you joining us again next week thank you Thank you again for joining us here at Second Chance Coaching. In addition to coaching services for individuals and businesses, I'm also available for speaking engagements and workshops on criminal justice reentry, human resources, as well as organizational culture and leadership. Feel free to email me at richard at secondchancecoaching.com, as well as connect with me on Instagram at the Dr. Richard Lewis. Remember, every day you are given this opportunity for your second chance, and I know you'll make the best of it. I love you all, and I look forward to connecting with you next time here at Second Chance Coaching.